All right, so uh, it is Friday evening. Today is November 6th, and this is Drugs at the Dinner Table. Micaiah is here with me. Hello. And my name is Jacob, if you don't know. And we're just sitting here chatting. Uh, of course, everyone's thinking about the election, and we will talk about the election. But let's not get there yet. But um, anyways, Micaiah, how are you feeling? Anything going on with you? I'm doing pretty good. Nothing crazy yeah. or interesting. <laughs> so Makai cooked a delicious meal for us tonight. Uh, some good grilled chicken, some vegetables, and rice. And weirdly enough, I don't think... I always like that rice. I don't know when I stopped eating rice, but now I eat rice a lot again. And I'm thankful for that. Thank you for cooking for me. You're welcome. Got me fueled up, ready to talk to the people. I like having this platform and being able to just share my thoughts, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully in a good way, in a positive, constructive way, I should say. Not in, I'm not here to bash anybody or anything ever, uh, but more here to just discuss and empathize and hash things out, so. Yeah, I think it's really good because if I was just talking to you and like we're the only people in the room, I I feel like I would be um, more tempted or less cautious of saying something that's offensive or right. rude or just not something good to say. Yeah. But knowing like what the boundaries are of speaking whenever you know other people are going to listen right. helps me whenever I do have smaller conversations to be like, okay, maybe I should not say that. Yeah, it's a good form. It's a good way to practice public speaking. Absolutely, because we're speaking to the public we don't know who's going to listen to this and um it's good to get that down and whenever it is just me and you in the room well maybe we can say some things differently because i know you and i know your heart and i i know who you are as a person and that's another thing in just one-on-one -on -one conversations too is when you're talking to someone i mean if i don't know you it's different but i'm always going to try to understand your heart like we're not the best speakers. We're not, you know what I mean? I can't articulate everything that goes on in my mind. And sometimes it may sound offensive when I'm not meaning for it to be offensive. But if I know you and I know your heart, then I know, okay, she said that, but it wasn't offensive. You know what I mean? Like she didn't mean it offensively. She wasn't trying to be derogatory. She just didn't know. You know what I mean? I find myself like that in a lot of conversations where we talk about um, racial things, um, I find myself being it's like, oh, do I use that word? Do I use that word? When we talk about the the gay and lesbian community, I, I I'm still new to that world, and so I find myself being very tactful and and slow to speak because I do I never want to say anything that be offensive because I'm just trying to understand. I'm trying to I'm trying to learn more. I'm trying to love. I'm trying to learn more so I can love more. You feel what I'm saying? So, anyways, that's. You know, they're pretty much the gist of it. Yeah. All right. It's cool. Are you looking forward to anything this weekend? We are going to put up the Christmas tree this Ooh, weekend. Shout out. Um, it's November the 6th. Like I said, that's good. I'm all for it. Uh, I'm so excited. Yeah. The Christmas tree. Man, I forgot all about the Christmas tree. Man, that's... I love Christmas. This is my favorite time of year because that, that time from... I love Halloween, too. Like... I really do. I love seeing people dress up in the creativity, blah, blah, blah. 
But after that, November 1st to about January 5th, it seems like everyone is just magical. Everyone is just in high spirits. You know, it's 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 Christmas season. It's the season of giving. We're in a mood to just celebrate. And um, unfortunately, right now, today, we're not. You know, half the country is, half the country isn't. But, um, you know, we'll get there. What do you like about this season? Well, I like coming home and seeing it in our big window, like seeing the Christmas tree yes. all lit up in the window. That's so heartwarming. And the little smell sticks that you put in the tree now. With those the, are the yeah, best. That's awesome. Uh, they're like three or four bucks at Walmart. For those of you that who do not use those or haven't, you should. Uh, do you? Are you one of those people who skip over Thanksgiving? I mean, as far as celebrating, I feel like fall and Christmas decorations can live together. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have both up at the same time. Of course. And you should always be thankful. So don't skip over Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because why would you want to just eat on Christmas when you could eat on Thanksgiving too? <laughs> My daughter is a lover of food, just like her father. That's why we like to cook and like to show love through a meal. And um, Thanksgiving is definitely... Easter's probably my favorite holiday, but Thanksgiving comes second because it's just... There's no stress about it to me. Um you know, when you have Christmas, you're getting gifts, you're doing this and you're doing that. But with Thanksgiving, it's like, man, let's just sit down and share a meal, break bread together. And it's with people you haven't seen in forever. You know what I mean? Or haven't seen that year. Um, with COVID this year, I don't know how that's going to go, but I don't know. I don't know about people listening or even you, but to me, Christmas Christmas Eve and like the days leading up to Christmas are better than Christmas. Agreed. Because you have like all this adrenaline and excitement yeah. about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be honest, what you're going to get right. for Christmas. Yeah, I respect that. And so whenever you wake up and you open all your gifts and then you already know. So like it kind of yeah takes away from the day, I feel. Even though you should be focusing on Jesus and not materialistic things. That's funny because that makes me think of Chandler and what he said, um, what he always says. What we always try to focus on is like there that it, it, it can only that moment, that Christmas morning moment can only live up to so much. There is always greater and we are to always press forward. We are to appreciate this for what it leads to. And so, yeah, you made the point perfectly. I'm going to send this to Chandler. So if we'll hear this, <laughs> it's cool. It'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> is there anything you do you, man, we, I don't, we don't need to talk about Christmas now, but since we're already talking about it, it's cool. Uh, do you like to give or receive? Honestly, do you, we're just, it's just me and you. I like to give whenever I feel like oh they've been wanting this they forgot that they wanted this yeah that's the best but if I can't think of anything and it's like a last minute thing it kind of yeah I don't know I feel like I I feel thoughtless yeah wait wait what am I trying to say thoughtless or just um I don't know just kind of lazy honestly yeah I want to I want to tell you 
or show you that I care about you. Right. Even though you shouldn't do that through a gift. Yeah. Um, but but it means something. If you paid yeah. attention to, if you know me, you paid attention. That's why I don't buy gift cards. Unless it's something very specific. Uh, very specific. Oh, okay. They like to shop at Sephora. Let me, you know, they're trying to get this such a... I don't know what to buy, but you know what? Let me give you the money to go buy it. That's I wouldn't just give you a general Walmart gift card or something like that. But I rarely buy gift cards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, gift giving is fun. I mean, gift giving to me is where it's at. I love giving in general. Just to the I'll pay for your gas in a in a hot minute. You know what I'm saying? I'll put five dollars in my tank and twenty in yours if that's if you trying to go somewhere. You know what I mean? Like giving is what this world is about like i don't know i come from nothing so now that i got a little something you know it doesn't scare me to go back to nothing i don't want to go back to nothing but i understand those with less than me what it feels like so i always try to keep that in my mind and hey give man whatever okay so i don't get to go buy a chai tea latte from starbucks today whoop de doo you know what i mean i need to drink more water anyway <laughs> yes drink your water drink water <laughs> it's okay uh so the election is a mess it's not really a mess it's playing out just like it would any other year but we have a commander-in-chief who's muddying the waters how do you feel this he has said that you know illegal votes etc cetera, etc cetera. Does this time of uncertainty, you're 16, does it cause you any stress? Does it cause you any, you know, do you stay up at all? It really doesn't. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you think I should pick a side? <laughs> like, express my side? Pick a side in regards to what? Or, like, telling everybody. <laughs> you can pick a side if you want. I don't, you say whatever you want to say. Well. We're going to talk about a little bit. Of everything today. I don't know. I think <clears throat> that it's a little bit um, annoying how narcissistic the president is and that everything's just um, pinned against him or. Yeah. Or. Um, he's a man who's never lost. Yeah. In his mind. He's he's someone who, who could never admit defeat or never admit he did something wrong. And. <clears throat> he lacks the humility and, and we've seen that forever but i mean it's it's roaring right now but yeah sorry to interrupt you go ahead i think that it's less <clears throat> him like he can be whoever he wants to be and whatever for sure but the <laughs> <laughs> let me sip my tea i hope y'all got your tea in your car wherever you're listening to this at go ahead I am only one person, so what I say does not matter. <laughs> but I think that the people that support him are lit. You have to be some type of way because yeah. this man has said everything that should have put him in jail. Yeah. Like he he wishes he could he could date his daughter. <laughs> Along with many other things that he said inappropriate about women um, and degrading women and everybody. Right. Which 
I don't understand how you could just continue to support him whenever he's um, breaking down minorities and women and the only people benefiting from him being president are white, rich white men. Yeah. It's not the night. Not the 1900s. It's not the 1600s. It's not anything. It's the 21st century, and we need to get past um, white men only stuff. Like, I feel like he's trying to segregate the the community again. Right. Yeah. I don't. I think he's. I think he's more so just about self, and he happens to be an old white man, so he is going to benefit from that and benefit other old white men. Um. I always find myself, I'm not a Trump supporter, uh, obviously. And then I I don't understand Democrat and Republican. You say whatever you want about the two-party system. We have a two-party system in America. So be it. You're you're one side or the other. Hopefully we get to a more diverse group and actually see some progress forward. But right now we're in a two-party system. Um, So I always empathize with my Republican friends, but I absolutely cannot understand Trump supporters. You know what I mean? Like there is a difference between a Republican and a Trump supporter. Um, Like it would have benefited me if I had a friend who was a Republican and they went into there and they said, man, I just checked the Republican red all the way down. I'm like, so you voted from the top down Republican. Hey, you can change that at the top of the ticket. It said Biden and Trump. You can check Biden. You can check Joe Jorgens. I don't care who you've checked. And then check the rest of it. Republicans go all down the right side of the paper. You know what I mean? I wish I would have saw more of that. And to see that almost 70 million people have voted for Trump. It's kind of hard to deal with just being. I mean, we're minorities. You know what I mean? And only that, you're a minority woman. Um, so you're even lower on the socioeconomic scale, you know what I mean, on the on the, on the societal scale um, in regards to hierarchy. Uh, and it's disheartening, you know what I mean? Like, dang, man, it's, it's... And let's be honest, this neighborhood is pro-Trump. Like, I'd, I'd assume that it's probably, you know, 80%. So every... Five people you meet out on the street, four of them are waving their flags and Wuhan for Trump. And that's just it's hard to see after everything that's gone on for the past four years. And people say he's not a politician. And I respect that. But that's he's still he's not a politician. So he does not need to hold that office to um, serve. You know what I mean? Like if I had. If I was looking for a chef and I went out on the street and said, oh, man, you're not a chef. You'd be great for this position. And you come in there and mess up Raymond noodles. Why I got you in here trying to cook something? You know what I mean? And we got him in there trying to cook and he's not fit for the position. And so hopefully, I mean, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Everything works out and Biden can take office. Not saying that he's the answer, but he's the answer for right now. And um, hopefully we can see some change, some real change, not just in the White House, but in a community level. Better rhetoric, more unity between my neighbor and I. You know what I'm saying? Black and white, men and women, 
rich and poor. It, it would be good to have a unifying voice at the top rather than one that definitely slices a blade down the middle of the country. It's it's hard. Um, so you're not you losing any sleep over this. That's good because I have. <laughs> you have? I, man, night number one and two, I woke up every hour checking the polls. I don't even know why. They don't why counting in the middle of the night. <laughs> They're not updated at least. And then, uh, yeah, this is important. It's really important. Like it's because we, we we're in a place where so much has happened in the last year, obviously, in the last two years, four years. Um, this negative rhetoric, this constant division in the country. I have daughters. You're 16. Cadence is nine. I have to think about the world that you're going to grow up in. I'm 38. I got to walk out in the street and talk to my neighbors, too. You know what I'm saying? And I, don't, and I have found myself in that mode of, hmm, this person doesn't like me because X, Y, Z, not even talking to that person. You know what I mean? Just having that divisive mindset because this constant negative rhetoric, this constant negative rhetoric that I'm hearing. You know what I mean? So what I like to see change, absolutely. Um for at least four years. And so, yeah, 2024, I might vote Republican again. Um, but in this year, he got to go. <laughs> so you're going to be able to vote next go round in 2022 for like congressional races and stuff in 2022. Do you think about voting? Do you look forward to voting? Do you what do you think about voting? I I am excited about being able to vote um, just because I get to help in the yeah in the country and I get to have a voice. Um, not that I don't have a voice now, but I don't know. That is given to me like it's a for sure. It's a responsibility given to me, and so I'm excited about voting. I don't really want to listen to politics, but I guess I'll have to. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. It's cr- it's just crazy. It's an interesting thing. Like in the workplace, they they tell you not to talk about sex, uh, church, and politics. Those are the three taboo conversations. But are maybe not sex or is it money? I don't know. They don't want you to talk about your paycheck either, which is kind of crazy because I think that's things we should talk about. Why is this person getting paid, you know, a couple of dollars more than me? And we've been here the same time, have the same skills, et cetera. But that's the way they keep you under their thumb. You know what I mean? If they don't know what they're making, well, then we can keep paying you less than what you're worth because you don't say anything. Whole nother topic. Sorry, I got off topic there. That is an example of racism. Or it could it could be. Could be. Thinking about voting. Just inequality. Is and it? gerrymandering mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's set up to be against minorities. For sure. And then if they can't um, use gerrymandering to dumb down your vote 
they come and they use gentrification to build up where more white people want to come in and live there. And so <laughs> it's really crazy. We think that racial inequality is getting better or in it. It is. I mean, I'm not working on a field or anything crazy, but it is very much prominent still. And it's, almost subconscious in all of the ways that they they make it present Mm -hmm. which is crazy to me i don't know if you know this this is i just i just thought about this while you were talking and you always talk about black women and things like that and um so i always try to bring you good stories about black women try to think about that and pay attention in the news because let me be honest i'm a guy i i don't think about women's problems or women's inequality as much as I probably should. And um but anyways, that's that's a whole nother thing. But I'm working on it. I promise I'm working on it. So I don't know if you know the name Stacey Abrams. Do you have you heard that name? No. So in 2018 she was running for governor in Atlanta. Well the governor of Atlanta changed a bunch of voting rules and basically stole the election from Stacey Abrams. Let's just be real. So old white man against this uh, black woman. He was in charge of making rules. She was not. And they're racing. And they're not only are they uh, battling for this governorship, she has a chance and he sees it. And so he they write some rules and basically block out a lot of black people's votes. Boom. My man wins reelection. Okay, Stacey Abrams took that defeat and said, I'm going to do something with that. She created a foundation over the past few years. They have registered 800,000 people to vote. Half of those people, melanin. Half of those people uh, under the age of 30. That is why Georgia flipped. That's why Georgia went blue um, in 2020. She, hey, maybe I'm gassing it up too much, but she most likely had a very strong influence on why Biden is taking Georgia this one. Like, how amazing is that? You know what I mean? She lost, quote unquote, but she winning. You know what I mean? She made a real difference, a real impact and went to the went to the neighborhoods with people who were darker than the people in leadership and said, hey, you want change to happen? This is what you need to do. She educated those people. She got them registered to vote. And then she put a fire in them to go share their voice and put it, put their votes in the ballot box. And it's like, man, kudos, kudos. You just get nothing but applause from me. That's amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the kind of stuff. Those kind of things I like reading about. It's awesome. And, and if it went the other way, I, I mean, I'm all for progress, no matter what it looks like. All right, so you have your views on the election, how this is playing out, and what you think. How does that mesh with your friends, your peer group? Do differences of opinion? Do you have friends who have differences of opinion? I am not totally sure. It's definitely a taboo thing to talk about politics in school. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we're not able to vote yet, so we're True. going off of whatever we hear or right. whatever our parents tell us. So yeah, I'm sure I have a big influence on on you, and I'm I, mean, I try to be mindful of that, 
And that's why I always try to tell you to be an independent thinker. You know, I'm going to share my opinion. But at the end of the day, hey, if you're in your room and you love Donald Trump and all he's doing for the economy, if you want to vote for him, that's your right. But go ahead. But based on where I go to school. Right. Just driving through the neighborhood um, leading up to the school, you can definitely tell that it's pro-Trump. Which, honestly, it just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, And I know that not all of these people hate me or whatever. Right. But knowing that they agree with the things that he's saying is kind of disturbing in a way. But so that's, that leads me to think that most of my school is um, Republican or pro-Trump. Right. Which Republicans also, um, the Bible, Christians are also told to be Republican or they're, what is it called? Conservative. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that we relate God to a, uh, a um, political side. I do not agree with that at all. And most people say, hey, but what about abortion? Yeah. What about abortion? You make laws to change abortion. If you make laws that say abortion is not right, then you're just going to create more dangerous places women get abortions. You know what I mean? If you create laws that say abortion is okay, whatever, whatever, well, then you've, you're you not increasing the number of abortions. You're just making sure that the women that get these abortions are maybe a be- little better taken care of. Maybe they're more educated. Whenever you do um, like planned parenting uh, where abortions take place, that kind of thing, these women get educated. You know what I mean? They go through these different types of things. There's multiple interactions that happen. You don't just show up and say, hey, man, get this baby out of me. No, you're you obviously are in need of some sort of counsel. You're obviously in need of some sort of mental and emotional support. And it's provided. And maybe those interactions stop you from doing it. You know what I mean? But if I never get those interactions and now I got to go hide and duck my head behind somewhere and, you know, abort this baby myself, I'm missing those interactions. I don't think that laws will change abortion as a Christian. As a God-fearing man, I believe that my personal interaction, my showing love to this mother who is on the cusp of maybe aborting this child or not, the love and attention that I show her and maybe even help her show her a brighter day will help her not have an abortion. But ultimately, at the end, it's her choice. You know what I mean? Like, I have my own choices. You got your own choices. She has to live with her own choices. And it's not for me to say that choice is right or wrong, personally. Just that's my own personal opinion. I know I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to carry this certain mantra. Every life matters. So every life does matter. And so does the mother that the mother of that child's life matters to me. You know what I mean? Um, over this summer, man, I feel like I'm really on my soapbox here. Over this summer, the Black Lives Matter thing the the just blatant racism in the streets the blatant disrespect for the minority community and as a christian you want to 
gasp and turn away and ridicule those movements as a Christian, but then tell that same black woman not to have a baby. It's like, dear Mr. Christian, I wish you cared more about black bodies outside of the womb as much as you do and stand up and fight for those inside the womb. Let's get to that level. You know what I mean? Before we weird it out and get all high and mighty about um, abortions and things like that. Like, man, it's, this is real life, you know? Sorry, I just went on soapbox. <laughs> I'm like emotional about it. Jeez, I'm fired up. We can continue this abortion talk. So let me be real with you. You're 16. Um, I know you're not sexually active. And you better say that on the podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> but let me be honest. If you got into a situation and your thought was maybe you needed to have an abortion, what am I going to do with that? You know what I mean? Like, I am pro-choice, but I'm pro-life. Because I, I refuse to uh, label that thing. Because I respect the life of that baby but also respect your life and how you would choose to go about that. I'm going to counsel. I'm going to help. I'm going to set up things that would that would make you feel better or whatever kind of help that you needed. But at the end of the day, if you said this, this isn't the right time, this isn't what I need to do. This wasn't a good situation. Um, I have to end this. I'm going to love you. The same. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to brand you with some scarlet letter and kick you out of the house. You know what I mean? But that's in certain communities. That's what they want you to do. That's the idea behind it. And that just as you can see, I'm emotional and that riles me up. It does. Anyway, sorry. What are your thoughts on anything I just said? I don't know how to process all that. (laughs) But I agree. I really do believe that there are some situations where it would not just not be um, appropriate either way. Right. (laughs) Um, I don't know. It it can bring a lot of trauma and I just feel bad for anybody that that even has to go. Yeah. Yeah has to consider that yeah because that choice is hard people act like they're people are making that choice just oh man i woke up this morning ate cereal and was like oh let's have an abortion nobody's doing that come on man like for real get over yourselves all right that went way left but thank you for entertaining that and sorry people i talked very long on that i just got a little emotional and um it's okay we can talk more about it uh, we went from the election to abortions and et cetera, et cetera, who we're going <laughs> to vote for. So to end this podcast, I just wanted to ask you a question, maybe two questions. Okay. Very lighthearted questions. Do you have a celebrity crush? A celebrity crush? Yeah. Who is it? Okay. Girl. <laughs> Either one. A girl crush of mine is Zendaya. 
because she's stunning and she works so hard. That's real talk. And I'm just proud of her. I don't think I would be able to talk if I saw her on the street. Like, I would just pass (laughs) away. That's the girl in The Greatest Showman, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. I love her. Like, talent. You know what I mean? And Casey Undercover, too. That Disney show. Talent. Beyond talent. And good choice. Who else you got? She's in everything. And she just got an award. For what? I don't even know. I don't even know which award show it was, but she was really happy about it. We'll have to look it up. Yep. Um, a guy. I don't think I have a guy crush. No longer Tom Holland, Spider Man. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that that's, that that's who I would say because he's dating um, Zendaya. Dang, <laughs> the plot thickens. <laughs> Is he really? Yes, and her name is MJ, and those are my initials. So, oh my! Mm. So I am Zendaya. Facts of the story. Touche. (laughs) That is hilarious. That's so ironic. That's stupid ironic. That that's fun. That was good (laughs) stuff. All right, one last question. Last question for real, and then we'll wrap this up. We're already thirty minutes in. Uh. What is the most embarrassing thing that I do? That you do? Yep, that I do. That you're like, oh, dad, come on now. All right, so you're just going to have to take a long time to think about this. How about what's the most embarrassing thing that your mother does? Well, my mom, she... (laughs) She going to kill me. She will get mad, like very mad about stuff. And she has no no filter. <laughs> and so she gets unreasonably bad or not to say petty, but uh petty. Petty sometimes, cool. Yeah. Or right. what is what were we talking about? That one there? She's uh passive aggressive. Mm. She is so passive aggressive and it's like mm. <laughs> all right well that's gonna wrap up this episode uh real quick they said that most episode most podcasts die at seven episodes this is our eighth episode we made it we're gonna keep going this mm-hmm. is very fun we thank you guys for listening we also thank for the feedback it's awesome um my name's jacob i'm the dad my name is Micaiah. i'm the daughter and this was Drugs at the Dinner Table. So thanks for listening. We'll talk. We'll uh, hit you up again soon. Bye. Especially if you listen to this far into the, into the episode. <laughs> Bye.